Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are gearing up for the first game action of the Ravens 2022 season. Preseason opener against the Tennessee Titans at M&T Bank Stadium at 730. If you don't have your tickets yet, make sure you go get those. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be exciting to see the guys back out there. You know, it remains to be seen how much of the uh, how many of the starters we see. We already know that Lamar Jackson will not be playing. Mark Andrews, Marcus Williams, Justin Houston. Who am I missing? I'm sure Kevin Zeitler. Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell. There will be other guys. Uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Uh, so we already know that we're not going to see a bunch of starters, but still, for a dedicated Ravens fan, and if you're listening to the Lounge, you're a dedicated Ravens fan. Yes. All these other guys, the backups, you know, jockeying for roster positions, the rookies, uh, all those back end roster uh, decisions that have yet to be made, a lot of those get made based off of preseason games. So it's exciting to see all that play out, too. Yeah. I mean, I think the decision not to play most of the starters especially the really established starters is a departure from what we've seen in the past, but I don't think well, it, not really. I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't play in the first two preseason games. Well, I'm saying, last I'm year saying, either. Yeah. I, I'm saying at a large level, if they don't play at all in the preseason. Yeah. Lamar Jackson got what the intention was one series last year. Yeah. They've played. I mean, they, but played in previous guys. years. Yeah. It, I think John Harbaugh has kind of trended in this direction. It has. Moved and I think, direction. I think it is continuing to move in the direction of, playing those guys less and less. Yeah, and but but regardless of how much they played in the past, like I don't think that them playing less this year really changes what the preseason's always been about. Like the preseason right. has always been about basically seeing what you have in young players, mm-hmm. if they're ready to take a leap to the NFL for rookies. Right. Just and then getting also, their feet wet. Yep, getting them comfortable in that environment. Yep. And then also getting a sense of who's going to be those last few roster spots, like at every position. Mm-hmm. Most positions have like one spot, you know, that you could try to earn. Uh, receiver, running back, tight end, offensive right. line. Like most of those spots have a posi- have like one final roster spot that a few guys are probably fighting for in the preseason. And then up. you're fighting for for practice squad spots. To be honest, practice squad spots. Of course, these guys certainly know that. You know, the eye in the sky don't lie, and, and I think the players will often say, like, look, if you don't have a spot here, then there's an opportunity to catch on somewhere else. Yep. And so they they know that this this is a this is an audition. And I, I, I do enjoy the preseason. I'm not just saying that. Like I do think it's fun to see these guys really like fighting for their their jobs. Yeah. Well, and preseason one is always yeah, yeah, an exciting game. Yeah. You know, it's your first time back in that stadium in a real in a game. You know, I almost said a real game. It's kind of a real game. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it's just fun. You know, yeah. and we still put on a good show there. And the game, the atmosphere is is just the same. You yeah, know, I like it just to kind of give listeners like a, a feel for it. We had Pepe Williams on a few weeks ago. And, yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to that interview, I would recommend you do so because he just was. I think you'll really like him after listening to that. But when we did that, as we were walking down to do the interview, he was like, I can't wait for preseason. I'm so fired up. Like, this is time. This is my time. And, like, I think that that's a feeling that's shared by a lot of players who are in his boat. You know, mid-round pick. He's a rookie. Mm -hmm. He wants to show everybody, like, hey, I'm ready for the NFL. And so there's that enthusiasm. You can kind of feel it around the building. So we want to give you our thoughts going into that game. We also just want to discuss some of what we've seen uh, at training camp over the course of the last few days. And then also, um, you go ahead and set your calendars because we're going to have a 
follow-up podcast after the game on Friday morning. So That's right. uh, we're going to give you our take and reaction to everything that takes place uh, during the game Thursday night. So that'll hit your feeds uh, sometime Friday morning. Yeah. So one other thing that I do want to mention that it's this preseason game is important for this classification of player is guys coming back from injuries. Right, so Nick Boyle talked about how he needs to play yeah. in this preseason game. It's it's key for him, just from a mental standpoint and getting accustomed to the physicality of a game. Which, you know, you can you can put on the pads here, you know, at practice and uh, all that stuff. It's not quite a game, yeah. right? There's a different level when it comes to hitting somebody else versus your teammate. And so Nick Boyle was very honest in saying. You know, as a blocker, I just don't feel like I'm in the same space that I was before where he just went out and mauled people and the, and the physicality that that takes. So it's an important game for him. Tony Jefferson is in the same boat as a player who didn't play at all in 2020 after his 2019 knee injury. And now, you know, he got a few games last year under his belt and, and showed something, you know, that he still had some gas left or a lot of gas, in my opinion, left yeah. in the tank. Um and so it's an important game for him. Another guy that I would put in the same category would be Jawan James, mm. the, the tackle who hasn't played in two-plus years. Uh, and now is, is the Ravens are looking at him as the top backup to Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. It's important for him to get out there and get game reps in that new spot at left tackle. So those are three other guys that I think I'll have my eye on uh, in the preseason game. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it's kind of interesting, like – Nick Boyle, really all those guys, all, all those guys have signed contract extensions in their career. So they've mm-hmm. been at points in their career where, you know, they were not playing in the preseason yep. or they weren't, they didn't need to play in the preseason. Yep. But based on injuries and where they are at this point, the preseason has suddenly become important to them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting to hear from both Tony and Nick saying like, oh, I want to play. I need to play. And they're they're excited to do so and i think Jawan james is a good point um in addition to him not playing the past couple of years he's also making the transition from the right side to the left side and so it's you kind of have two factors at play there yeah. like how do you feel physically coming back from a torn achilles not playing a lot of football in the past couple of years and also how do you feel making that transition yep and this will be an opportunity to see where he is um in all of that so i think those are some important uh, yeah. guys there another one is justice hill yeah. I shouldn't forget, missed last season because of the Achilles tear. Obviously, he's, he's in the running back competition. I would certainly expect that he's going to get a lot of run time in this preseason game as well to, to see what he can do in a game. Yeah, he talked about wanting to get some reps and prove where he is. I, I've said before on the podcast, and I think if we're talking about you know guys who have been impressive to me during training camp, Justice Hill is one of those players. I just mm-hmm. don't think that he has looked slowed at all from the injury. I think that like he has stood out. Him and Mike Davis, to me, have been the running backs who have looked the best to my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's caught the ball well, Justice Hill has, coming out of the backfield. He's got good speed. And I think going into camp, you may have said, ah, I don't know if he's going to make the 53. Mm-hmm. If I were making my 53 right now, which we still have time to do, we'll right. still do that, um, I would probably put Justice Hill on it. I think that he's done enough early on to show me that he – can be on this he can make an impact on this team during yeah. the regular season it's going to be really interesting at running back really interesting uh that is probably the position group over training camp and or over the preseason games that i'm going to watch most closely because you know you have a a, a jockeying for reps right like who's going to be the number two back let's say if gus edwards isn't ready week one which john harbaugh kind of casts him out on whether he will be uh or not 
J.K. Dobbins, I think now that he's back on the field, to me, that puts him in position to be there week one. Mm-hmm. But who's going to be the number two? And and I doubt that J.K. Dobbins is going to start the season getting 30, 35 carries. I can say that I would be shocked if that were the <laughs> exactly. case. Exactly. And so that number two job, I mean, regardless, is an important job. I think it has even more importance with the Dobbins situation. Yeah. And so... To me, it's it's still up for grabs. You know, is that Mike Davis? I'd probably say he's the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, but I don't think it, it's by a wide margin. And I think these preseason games are going to really have a large say in that. Uh, and it's not just for that. It's for roster spots. I mean, you know that J.K. is going to be on the roster. You know, Gus, maybe he starts on pup. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Maybe he won't take a roster spot to begin the season. Uh then you have, let's say, Mike Davis. You're talking about Justice Hill. You also have a rookie six-round pick in Tyler Beatty. Do you, it's, you don't usually cut six-round picks. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Beatty's look good. Like He's very much in that conversation as yeah. well. Corey Clement has, been, has impressed Ravens coaches so far. Um, and he's looked good out here. Could he you know, sneak into the, onto the 53-man roster? There's a lot at play at running back for me. Yeah, I, I I totally agree, and I think you always get it wrong though. You, whenever we do the 53 man roster predictions, we can count on you to pick the wrong guy at running back. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here is the thing on running back, and I think that a lot of people fall victim to this, myself time. included. In the preseason, in that third and fourth quarter, you can often have a guy that puts up big numbers at yep. running back. He gets yep. a couple of touchdowns. The Bobby Rainey's baby. Bobby Rainey. He actually lasted a little bit in the league. So did uh, the other one was Smoke Mizell back in the Smoke day. Smoke Mizell. That's a name for the past. That's the diehards will know that one. That's a good one. Um, but he he hung on. Who was the guy that had the really long touchdown in Miami? Oh, man. There's been some other good ones. Yeah. You've just gotten totally bamboozled on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've missed on the running back and been fooled by that at times. Yeah. But I do think that they're I'm with you. Like I think that the running back competition this year is gonna be quite interesting in the preseason and we've already seen that in camp. I also think you can say the same about receiver. Totally. Um, you know, the top three spots, Bateman, Duvernay, Prochet. Fourth spot I think is gonna go to Tylen Wallace. And then who is it who is gonna be that fifth? And and the other part here, like the Ravens may only keep five receivers. We're talking about four running backs. I would backs. be surprised if they kept six wide yeah. receivers. Uh, how many tight ends do they keep? Um, you already you have a fullback in Patrick Ricard, who obviously is going to be on the team. Not every team carries that. So that and you also have a bunch of offensive linemen too. So like, I think mm-hmm. they're only going to keep five. Um, and so five who, wide receivers. Five wide receivers. Yes. So who is that fifth receiver? That is very much up in the air. Jalen Moore, I think, has had a strong summer. Yep. Benjamin Victor is in that mix. Yep. Shamar Bridges is in that mix. My guy. Slade Bolden is in that mix. Also my guy. <laughs> Every single guy is your guy. Makai Polk. Makai Polk is in that mix. He's, he's made some, a fair number of catches the past several days. So who is going to earn that spot? I think that the – I do think that these preseason games will will be will, – will have a big impact on that. Like Oh, for sure. Like – A lot I, of it comes down to special teams too. Yeah, That's what definitely. you need to be watching is who's lining up on the special teams units and where. Right? Are, are they are they key pieces of those coverage and and return units? Uh, at wide receiver, your whoever the fifth wide receiver is, I'll tell you right now, they better be playing some pretty oh, good totally. special teams. Absolutely. Same goes for running back. Yeah. Well, like you know, I think that one of the things that coaches want to see in the preseason 
is like I go back to last year. James Prochet was having a great spring, great summer, and then like he carried that into the preseason. And then I think over the course of that time, he's making plays in the preseason, he's making plays in camp all throughout the summer. And you say, okay, he's just done enough. He's just earned the spot. Right. Like that's what you're looking for. Where you get concerned is if a guy's making all these plays out in practice, then you get to a game and he doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, can he do it in a game? Is he going to be able to handle that pressure? And so that's, I think, that's what part of this evaluation process is. And I really do think that fifth spot is wide open. Like, I don't know between those guys at receiver who I would give it to right now. Uh, Yeah, I I really don't even have a leader. I mean, I wrote about this in Mailbag. I don't think anybody separated themselves from the pack. Every day, it seems like a different guy makes a play. Um, Jalen Moore, I would say, has probably been the most consistent over the whole entire course of the summer. Um, but my natural inclination keeps going back to the Ravens clearly brought in, I think it was four undrafted wide receivers who are six, two and above. Mm-hmm. They had a type that they were looking for in undrafted, uh, rookies. And, and we all know like with miles Boykin, you know, now being on the Steelers and the Ravens releasing him, there is a spot for a big bodied wide receiver. So uh, my eye keeps going to those kind of guys, which that's a six foot four Shamar bridges, for example, mm-hmm. Makai Polk is, is a taller wide receiver, not as thick. I would say is as bridges is, um, Benjamin, so, but like Benjamin but Victor is also Benjamin Victor is, is very tall, yeah. more lanky. Yeah. Um, but so like that's the way I keep shading. But you know, then you see Slade Bolden making plays and Jalen Moore making plays, and you're like, it's gonna go to the best guy. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I, I I do think it's very very much up in the air there. Yeah. And then you know, just to kind of wrap up on the offense, mm-hmm. offensive line. Like I think that we have an indication. I don't know that it's 100 percent settled yet, but it sure seems like. Ben Powers is the leader right now at left guard. That's what mm-hmm. the Ravens have said. How's Tyree Phillips do yep. in the preseason? It's important for him. I think it is important for him. Ben you know, Cleveland, I think it's very important for him I, as well. I also think it is very important for Ben Cleveland. Didn't get on the field you know, until several days into camp uh, because of the conditioning test. Had injuries last year that kept him out of the lineup for a number of games. He needs to show improvement yeah and and like those those spots are difficult you know for those for the offensive line especially when you got like a bunch of you know like they just got a bunch of offensive linemen who are in the mix and i think that like there may be somebody they may have to make a tough decision with a guy like a ben cleveland if they if they're not feeling good about where he's at now i also think that cleveland could come out and, and show in the preseason well he's he's good to go you know he's ready to take on even if he's not the starter, you could put him in as a backup, um, and he could step into the starting lineup if needed. Like he can prove that this training camp or this preseason. I'm not Absolutely. writing him off yet, but I do think it's an important time for him. Absolutely. We already talked about Jawan James. We're not going to see Tyler Linderbaum this week. He's still dealing with a foot right, so issue. That, that means Tristan Cologne. It's a big game for him as well. Yeah, and and Tristan Cologne, I think has played pretty well when I've seen him in action. Um, he had a matchup with Aaron Donald last year. I'll never forget that one. Bradley Bozeman had some bad, what was it, pizza the night before or something yeah, like that? Yeah. <laughs> Step right up, Tristan Cologne. You only have the defensive MVP yeah, good opposite luck. you. Good, oh! good luck, buddy. And he didn't wreck the game. No, not at Aaron all. Aaron Donald did not wreck that game. And so, but but center, you know, like, 
Going back to what I just said, there's so many offensive linemen there. Can you keep Cologne? I know, I know. It's tough. McCary is really the second string center. You right. know, he's been taking the reps with Tyler Linderbaum out. The, and McCary the, is basically the super sub backup to every all right, five exactly, positions. Exactly. So do you also keep Cologne? Right. So you that you have like another true center in case McCary were to step in at whatever, one of the tackle spots. Exactly. Then you need a backup center. He's yeah. at least, I think, on the practice squad. Yeah. Um all right, we're just sitting here doing the full 53 roster breakdown right now. Uh, other guys that I'm intrigued to see in the preseason, we'll flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. I think Malik Harrison is a player uh, to watch. You know, last year started out as a starter, um, had the gunshot wound midseason, had to miss some get time because of that, and then came back and really didn't play defense hardly at all. Uh, so it's a big preseason f- for him to prove that I'm still that guy that you invested a third round draft pick in and can be a valuable piece in this defense as a rotational inside linebacker. I don't think he's probably in a starting role right now, uh, but he needs to prove that he's definitely on the 53 and somebody that can play special teams. You know, I mean, Chris board is no longer on this team. They need more inside linebackers to play special teams. Chris and Welch is going to be that guy. Can Malik Harrison do it pretty well? So if it weren't just, I mean, if it, I know we're talking 53 here, but if Malik Harrison weren't on the 53, who would, who else is in that mix there at inside linebacker? It's hard we, to see him not. I mean, yeah. they don't have a lot of depth. Right. I mean, they have three undrafted rookies. Um, I know there's going to be interest, of course, locally in Diego Fago out of Navy. Right. You know, he'll be a guy to watch in these games. And, you know, we'll see. You know, yeah. he's got an uphill climb to, to make the squad, but I know that, you know, the local story, you know, of those local colleges always kind of attracts people's attention. Yep. So you will be one to watch. I think at, at cornerback, too. Real quick, just before we move on to corner. Yeah. We have a question here Ooh, about okay. inside linebacker. Oh, all right. And as yeah, always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. So this question is not about who's going to make the team, but it's about some of the news in the NFL this week regarding Roquan Smith from the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind mm-hmm. of compensation do you think it would take to get a trade for Roquan Smith? If you haven't seen this, Roquan no. Smith, really talented Bears linebacker, has said that he wants a trade. He's requested a trade from the Bears. He's not happy with the contract negotiations and how they've gone to Chicago, so he wants out. So the Patrick's question says, this defense could easily go from potentially great to potentially elite could go from great to elite with a Roquan Smith addition. Do you think Chicago will want draft capital, players now, some kind of combination? Um, and all, could we even afford it in the long term? Or do you think this could be a one-year rental kind of thing that helps us make a Super Bowl run? So different layers to that question. There, is, there are. Um, I don't think that Roquan Smith would come cheap. I mean, here's a former high first-round pick who it's not like he's been a bust. No, he's been a very good he's player. He's been a very good player. Um, now, he hasn't been like a pro Pro Bowl player, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I, I don't think he would come cheap. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Would a third-round pick do what, it? Right. But a second, a third? I mean, a second? He is going that, into the last year of his contract, right. which is really what prompted all of this. Right. A second might be a little rich for my blood. If it's taking a third... I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. Now, the other question here is the contract. Obviously, his discontent with the Bears is that he's trying to get a contract extension done and hasn't liked the way that those talks have gone. And so if he were to be traded, whatever team he gets traded to, I would imagine he wants a contract extension as part of that deal. The Ravens are generally not a team that does that. 
Now they could they could still trade for him and do the Orlando Brown and you know I mean Marcus Peters ended up getting traded here and then signing an extension I think towards the end of that season I think he did right right um so like they don't have to do it immediately you know they they could say let's wait and see what we get this year you know if and so I I, I think that they could make his current salary work under the salary cap even though they don't have a lot there were reports that you know they had the contract restructure to create some some more salary cap space this is the kind of move that you do that for Right. You know, we, we talked about it then, like it didn't exactly mean that something was coming down the pike, like Lamar Jack's extension. Eric DeCosta just wants some breathing room to make moves. This would be a move. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Josh Bynes. I think he's a very, very good player, a very solid player. Adding Roquan Smith does take this inside linebacker core and the defense to another level. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, in, I'm interested. I'm interested in knowing what it would cost personally. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that it's it's worth a call. I mean, you know, at inside linebacker, I I do think Patrick. For the Lee, record, the Bears have said uh, that they do not want to trade him. Yeah. Now they always say that. Yeah. <laughs> but just yeah, for the record, there's a game of chicken going on there. He says he wants out, and sometimes these things resolve themselves. All of a sudden, a player says, "I want to be traded," and then they start talking, and you know, they get a deal done. They put the public pressure on, and sometimes that is all it takes. Yep. It just depends. Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel is a good example. Yeah. You know, everyone we we got a million questions to the lounge inbox about whether we could trade for Debo Samuel, and he ends up signing an extension. You wanted it bad. You wouldn't want Debo Samuel. I would like Debo Samuel, <laughs> but I, I wasn't willing to give up the entire team. Yeah, yeah, it's... and all my draft picks, <laughs> like you, less need. You're less need. We were just talking about this. You, you know, this is the lounge, right? So let's let him into the. We were just talking about how bad of a general manager Garrett would be because <laughs> he he would be less need. That's you. I love I love wheeling and dealing. So I'm always I would always be trying to make deals. I'm gonna get you one of those shirts he wore to the Super A <laughs> parade. See you. Let's see you walk around here wearing that shirt and see what Eric says. <laughs> yeah. So look, I on the other thing I would say with Roquan Smith is you know the Ravens reportedly were very much in on Bobby Wagner. I think that's a great point. And so they would be interested to add Upgrade a that dynamic. Room. Mm-hmm. Inside linebacker, if, mm-hmm. if a player is available, which Roquan Smith, according to him, is available. <laughs> right. So if you can get him, I think that they would really consider that. I still think Patrick Queen's going to have a, a really good year, and Josh Bynes is just so reliable there, knows everything that's going on. So I'm not really worried about the Ravens inside linebacker group, but if you have a chance to add a dynamic player, right. I think you got to consider it. I looked up the pro football focus grades on Roquan from this past season. One good. Not great, huh? No. no. Particularly in run defense, which, like, if I'm complimenting Patrick Queen... Now, you know, Patrick's good coming downhill and fast. He he got good grades in pass coverage. Um, it was the run defense that was... Which, looking at his tackle numbers, I'm like, this guy ran into a lot of tackles if you think he stinks mm-hmm. that bad at run defense. So, I'm a little skeptical of those grades, but yeah. um, just saying. All right. Putting it out there. All right. So, thank you for the question, Patrick. Uh, before we continue, I also want to make sure that fans know that you can, that the sports landscape is always changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have some skin in the game. So this is simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. What you do is you assemble a lineup of players. You try to stay under that salary cap, and then you can sit back and watch your points pile up. So now you know how to play. 
Go ahead and download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. New users are going to get a free entry with their first deposit. And the code, again, is FLOCK. So sign up today at DraftKings. All right, so before I cut you off on the Roquan Smith question, we did talk a little bit. You were moving to cornerback Mm -hmm. for preseason. Yeah, I think that's an important position in terms of depth. Uh, The Ravens have some veterans there that I think are competing for roster spots. We all know, obviously, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Kyle Fuller. Those five guys are on the team. Yeah. Right? But I think the Ravens will definitely keep at least six corners, maybe seven. They got a lot of safeties to keep, too. Yeah. Um, a lot so, of safeties, a lot of running backs, a lot of tight ends. a lot of <laughs> Right. When you look at corner, I mean, there's some veteran guys here that are competing for spots. Robert Jackson, Kevin Tolliver, uh, Kevon Seymour. Those are, And then you have some young guys. I mean, David Vereen has made some plays out here and is a feisty little competitive dude. Um, he's competing for a roster spot. So there's just there's some interesting players there that uh, this training or this preseason is going to really matter for those guys. Seven corners. That would be tough to see. That would be a lot. Get just especially given especially, the depth. Right. I mean, at safety, you ha- I, I think you're keeping five. Right. In my opinion. And where are you counting Brandon Stevens in this mix? Are you counting him as a Right. Player? Oh, Jesus. I didn't even mention him in the yeah. corners. Right. Yeah. So that's your six automatics. Yeah. At corner. Right. So I think you probably are keeping seven. Maybe. And then five safeties, that would be a lot. I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I think I think maybe some of those guys could make their way onto the practice squad. But I also know that, as we saw last year, you can't have enough good corners. Right. So you do not want to be short. You know, I think, honestly, part of it depends on the health status of some of these guys. You know, Brandon Stevens, for example, Right. Uh, has been banged up and soft, dealing tissue, with a soft tissue injury. How long is he out? Is he back soon? Like I would, I would not expect him to play in the game this week, given that no. he's missed time. No, he's not playing Thursday. So, so what? You know, when does he get back on the field? Is that something that lingers? Right. Is Marcus Peters 100 percent ready to go week one? That's the hope and the expectation. But when does he? Those are like some of the questions that I think would impact the number of guys that you ultimately carry mm. uh, on the 53. So. And safety, like, we already talked about Tony Jefferson, you know. But right. the, the safety I want to see is Kyle Hamilton. Like, Absolutely. I, I just want to see him in action. Like, we've seen him in, in training camp, and he flies around the football. Right, and especially with Marcus Williams not playing. I think Kyle Hamilton's going to get a fair number of snaps. Yeah, I think that he is. And I just think that he – I'm excited, man. I, like, this yeah. guy was the top 15 pick. Ravens were fired up when he fell to him. People thought he might be a top five pick. And I've seen those traits on the field. I'm really excited to see him level somebody. Yeah, well, that's because the thing. you see the. I mean, he's just a big dude who moves really fast, and then he has to pull off at the last second all the time. Like there's a play that James Prochet made over the middle uh, this week where he went up high to catch a ball, and he kind of bounced off Kyle Hamilton, who had like both hands up, like yeah. trying not to hurt the guy, you know. But like in a preseason game, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. Like I am excited to see this dude. Uh, lay the wood on somebody. Yeah, he practices hard too. Yeah, uh, like, and I think that that's going to translate over to the game. But you're right; they don't hit most of the time full contact. Even if they're pa- fully padded, they don't hit hit. Yeah, they're not like looking to lay somebody out over the middle. No, that's not how it goes in practice. But in the game, 
He can be an enforcer over the middle of the field, and I think we're going to get maybe a little taste of it. The other rookie who I really want to see, and this is up front, but is Travis Jones. Mm -hmm. So, like, I always, when you start having a guy, especially, like, in the trenches who gets buzzed during training right. camp. The other veterans talking really good about him. It's like, all right, well, let's see how he does in a game atmosphere mm -hmm. because the the stuff in the trenches, honestly, is difficult to assess in training camp. It just... It's just hard as you're watching it live. All credit to Michael Pierce because he has stood out to me in training camp. And when you're standing out in the defensive line that way, yeah. like you're doing something right. Because yeah. Michael Pierce, to me, is easy to see that he is having a very strong training camp. Pierce has been. Good. Does he? Does he? How much does he play? Does he play at all? I mean, he's a guy who hasn't played a lot. He played what eight games last year, the year before that. I probably say, nah. Right. But especially because they have a lot of depth there at defense line, they'd like to get these younger guys some snaps. So I'd probably say no on Pierce, but we'll Yeah, see. I think that's kind of the question on like some of these veteran players. Like, okay, so Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson and Marlon Humphrey aren't playing. Pro yep. Bowl, the Pro Bowl players. Nothing to game. prove, and you don't want to get them injured. Right. But like, what is it to like a Michael Pierce? Does he play? I probably doubt it. Does a Patrick Queen play? I don't know. They don't have a lot of inside line. But right. I would. I would, yeah, I don't know. I like would probably those, say no. Right. Um, I think that's that'll be that'll be interesting. But yeah, I, I do agree. Pierce has looked really good. He just is a force in the middle yeah. of the field. But Travis Jones, Travis Jones will play. I do expect him to play. Yeah, oh, he'll definitely play. And I, I just want to see if hit what we have seen from him in camp and all the buzz, if that carries over to a game. Yeah. Uh, going up against an opposing guy. Because, like, it's, I don't know, he, there's just a lot of excitement around him. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes when you hear it from teammates, you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to take notice of this. Like, yeah. Now sometimes you also wonder like, are they just like gassing them up, gassing up their guy? <laughs> I don't know. And so we'll find out at least a little bit yep. this week. Yeah. Uh, last player that I'm excited to see would be the rookie punter, Jordan Stout. Uh, love, love watching the punt game, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's important. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's usually when you're running to go get your. Oh, snack. that's what I'm getting the head start on the snack. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, come on, exactly. I know you're running to the, the head press start box. on the nacho bar. Yes, it's fourth and ten. Yeah, yeah I'm out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you haven't watched the Sam Cook punt in the last. You watch that one on the TV as yeah, you walk like... into the nacho <laughs> line, just to make sure you don't miss a return. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, that's an important, a very important position, and to see him in his first game, you know, he punted well in the stadium practice, which I talked to him this week and he said that was a real confidence booster to do it in that environment. And, and this is a step up. And so it'll be exciting to see him do that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about here, Garrett, before we wrap up, I do have another question. Oh, sorry. Well, a, a note here. Okay. Go ahead. Go from, ahead. from our guy, Chris Wells, uh, who met, uh, said hi to us at the practice out here. Yeah. Uh, which was much appreciated. I always like the, when the lounge listeners say hello. At oh, it's the best. Practice. Yeah. We always like I, you guys. I get tired hi. of talking to you day after day at practice. Mix it up a little bit. Get exactly. some fans out here. It's good to chat with I them. I love it. So, uh, again, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, Chris said it was great to be out at the castle, watch training camp. He has a few observations. One thing that he just he mentioned was that Travis Jones looks like he's ready to play a big role. So, yep. I'm with you, Chris. We just talked about him. Uh, it's also crazy to see how much Lamar has bulked up. Totally agree with that. Chuck Clark. He says he looks like the usual leader out there, and I'm really glad he's still with the team. Uh, he looks like he's uh, ready to prove it again this year. So, yeah, what do you think of Chuck? Does he play at all in the preseason? Um, and 
you know, just what do you make of his kind of the, the mix there at the safety position? I would say that Chuck does not play in the preseason. Um, he's proven it. Yeah. And so uh, I think that Chuck has looked really good in training camp, though. Like, really good. Yeah. He's been around the ball a lot. Very competitive dude. Uh, you know, seeing him step up and say, yeah, I'll take Rashad Bateman in a one-on-one. I'll step in against Mark Andrews in a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's pretty bold. Um, and he's done well. He's held his own. And so Chuck, to me, is a still a very, very important cog to this in this defense and a starter right now as a stance. Like, he's a starter. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, in, in helping Marcus Williams get up to speed and helping Kyle Hamilton, it was cool to see him, too. When Kyle Hamilton made his first interception of training camp the other day, you know, first guy out there to, to give him, dap him up and laugh and, you know, was Chuck Clark. Yeah. You know, and so that's really good to see. Yeah, totally. I think if the Ravens had, a, like, if they were playing a regular season game today, I do think Chuck would be the starter. I think so, too. And, you know, we'll see how the rest of camp plays out and see how Kyle Hamilton looks in these preseason games and all that. But Chuck has done everything over the course of the summer and the spring that he's done throughout his career. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of confidence in him in this building. So, all right, before our last thought, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Wawa. Do you know that? Do you know a kid who would love to score tickets to a game and a chance to take a field with their favorite team? It's a pretty good prize here, okay? Yeah. So you can enter your kid for a chance to be recognized as the Wawa kickoff kid for an upcoming home game. So they get a chance to be on the field it's at kickoff. Sick. And get the tea. All right, it's a pretty cool deal. Go All right, run out there and get the tea. I would not trust you, would you with this job. You would, you would trip. I would not trust you, would you trip. with this I know job. you would. But <laughs> if you want to nominate a kid to win that today, they can visit baltimoreravens.com slash kickoff kids. How old are you? What's the age requirements here? Can I enter you in this? You would be so nervous. You would, I oh, know. I would ace it. You, no, you would trip. You would fall. You would look <laughs> awkward. It just would be bad. So you're not going to be the kickoff kid for any game this year. Uh, um, so the last thing I want to talk about is the Ravens have a 20-game winning streak going into this game. Got to keep it rolling, right? <laughs> I mean, got to. Yeah, I mean, the preseason uh, the preseason winning streak is fun, but I don't really put much... Like, look, yes, if you play a game you want to win, the players are competitive, and the guys who are out there are going to say we want to win. But, like, I don't think that from a... You don't, like, game plan. Right. <laughs> you don't turn up the... Turn on the the Titans uh, highlights. No, like I don't think Greg Roman and Mike McDonald and John Harbaugh are up there like, all right, how can we really throw these guys off? You know, we're looking to really get creative with this preseason game so we can keep the streak alive. Like that's not what's happening. You just want your your team to play better than their team. You want your team to play better than their team. (laughs) And you want your reserves to be better than their reserves. Yeah. So keep it rolling as long as possible. But if it ends, I'm not going to shed any tears. Right. Well, if it ends, then we, you know, we get to say, well, you know, we dialed it back. We dialed it back in training camp, you know, to make sure guys didn't get injured. And, you know, that's why. That's why. So, you know. You already already got it ready, huh? Oh, yeah. Got lined up. I got it lined up. (laughs) That sounds like to me like you're not very confident. It, no, I'm, of course, very confident. Uh, big. <laughs> big. Do I do the big today? No. No? No. No. no, no. <laughs> not even for the winning streak? No, no, not for a preseason game. you got to say that for the regular season. All right. If every single one is a big win, then. The big preseason. <laughs> 
it is kind of weird playing the Titans. Do they come out and stomp on the logo? If the Titans come out in the preseason <laughs> and stomp on the midfield logo, I'm going down there to fight them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going down. I would pay to see that. I would love to send you out there. I'm going to just nose nose with Vrabel. What I would love to see that. Please, please do that. <laughs> um, it is kind of weird to play the Titans because they're kind of like a rival. Yeah, yeah, you I know? agree. And you're playing them in the preseason. It's like, it's not really like playing the Steelers in the preseason, but it's on that path. Yeah, that, that game has elevated in terms of significance. For sure. And outside, the divi- outside the division, probably so, right? That one's Top rival? I, th- I would say probably. I mean, I, I d- would say so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, when the you Patriots play teams. no longer really. Right. Nah. When you play, I mean, Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are there Chiefs, too. The Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs and Titans would be the ones. Yeah, I think the Titans. I might put the, the Titans over the Chiefs when you play, you know, back to back playoff games yep. against them. Yep. And then a big regular season game, and you have kind of that extracurricular stuff. I think that just adds <laughs> Marcus to the, Peters. Yeah, that just adds to the juice of a game like that. Yeah. Shame, Juice Man's not lined up for this one. Yeah, I'll uh, save him for the regular season. Yeah, I don't yeah. need him out there against the Titans in the, in the preseason. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. As Garrett said at the top, we will have our morning after breakdown from Thursday night's game. So make sure you uh, keep it locked in here Friday. And uh, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the Raven or the Lounge at Ravens.nfl.net, and we'll be back with you Friday morning. Mm-hmm.